morning. Let's stand up. Happy New Year. Glad everybody's at church today. Got a great couple songs to sing about just being grateful and God's goodness. So here we go.
heart and sing of God's goodness. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of love. Think your life, but I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that your peace and that I never.
grateful and we sing of your goodness um, because of uh, the moment you've given uh, in life and because of all you've done throughout our last week maybe the last couple weeks since uh, we've been uh, back to church been a big break for a lot of us and pray God that um, you sense a very um, humble heart coming before you and I pray that you sense just a heart that's grateful so um Lord, I uh, thought it was appropriate to uh, have us all speak the words uh, that Jesus spoke as he was teaching the disciples how to talk to God by saying together, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive our trespassers. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, glad you're here, everybody. And uh, my name is Billy. I'm the worship pastor. And uh, on behalf of our staff uh, and all the people who call Hopevale home, we're really glad you're here. We'll talk to you a little bit more. Pastor Sam's going to come out in a few moments, but uh, before he does, while you're standing, say hi to somebody around you. Tell them Happy New Year. Thanks. Well, good morning again, everybody. I'm Sam. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. Happy New Year. Now, here's the real question, right? How many of you are still going strong on your New Year's resolutions, right? If you're like me, you're going to be like, hey, next year. Um, <laughs> Well, anyway, um, we want to say welcome to you, if, especially if you're visiting with us. Uh, we want to say a very special welcome to you. If you want to stop by the Welcome Center after the service, we have a special gift for you if you're visiting with us for the first time. Um, a couple announcements. Number one, um, if you are, have been visiting with, uh, at Hopeville or newer to Hopeville and you have questions like, you know, who are we? What do we believe? How do you fit? Next week, there's a class for you. It's in the venue. It's called Get to Know Hopeville. And it answers those questions. So you can sign up in the, the Welcome Center as you leave the service today if you want uh, to be a part of that class. Also, if you are a middle schooler or a high schooler, uh, youth is back on tonight, 6 o'clock at our ministry center on Shattuck Road. So be there. It's going to be exciting. Um, as we prepare to take this morning's offering as the ushers come forward, um, to, it's just a time. Offering is a time for we, um, where we can worship God by giving back just a little bit of what he has blessed us with. And so as we prepare to do that, let's go to God in prayer. God, we just um, pause this morning in our service to say thank you. We're humbled um, that you give us new beginnings, that uh, the 2019 year is um, just another chance to say we love you and to start fresh. And so, God, we, we thank you for that. God, we pray that um, 
that today's service would be honoring and glorifying to you, that, um, that we would know what it means to know you better and to follow you better because of it. And so, God, um, prepare our hearts to hear from you. Uh, prepare our hearts to, to lean in and to, uh, to know you better because of what we've experienced today. And God, as we uh, prepare to give back to you just a, a little portion of what you've blessed us with, God, may we do that with a grateful and cheerful heart, knowing that you're going to use that to do amazing uh, things in the lives of people, both here in, in Saginaw and around the world. And so, God, we give with that in mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Sam. Well, um, we're going to sing a song while the offering is being uh, given and received this morning. And I was thinking about how, um, you know, uh, it's a new year. We don't know what's coming. But I hope we have hope, right? Um, maybe some of us could be stuck in a rut of some kind. And, uh, but let's have hope. It's a restart button kind of a time, right? And um, I'm always reminded that there's a, a great restart button that we have available at our fingertips, and it's called worship. And when we worship, um, it ignites something inside. And something happens when uh, we call out to God and worship God and serve God and be a blessing to Him. Um, something comes alive in us, and we're all of a sudden um, reminded of who we are and who God is in us. So I want to encourage us as we um, maybe could be stuck in ruts, you know, to have hope for a new year and hope for new beginnings and new experiences, new ways of experiencing God. But there's a song we're going to sing and it's got these words. It says, uh, while I'm waiting and I will, I will worship you and I will serve you while I'm waiting. I know every one of us in this room have prayers that we're waiting on to be answered. So I think this is relevant for everybody. Uh, maybe on a day like today. Um, you know, when we have hope for a new year and a hope for new things to come. So, um, and you'll have a chance to worship with us when we're done singing this song. It goes like this. Oh 
Great message. Yeah, awesome. Good message. Let's stand and worship together and give the Lord our heart.
not the only one here today that is just needing to hear your truth. We need your wisdom and guidance in our lives today, good Lord. So today we come before you and just simply offer our hearts up to you. We ask that you speak to us, maybe in a way that's different so we can hear you. God, there's a lot of chaos in my life and all of our lives. And we just pray that you speak to us. We love you so much. And we praise you this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm, I'm Pastor Ken. I'm one of the pastors here at Hopel, and it's a joy to be with you this first Sunday of the new year to worship the Lord and really to focus on hearing him speak to us through his word. So I hope you had good holidays. You have good holidays, everybody? I hope so. And what a better way to start the new year than gathering with God's people in this place and being ready, being prepared in our hearts to hear from God uh, through song, through his word. I loved Allie's prayer, right? Uh, it's, it's so true of all of us. All of us have our stuff, don't we? We have our stuff. And we bring it to the Lord, whatever it is, whether it's physical, whether it's relational, or it's within our families, or just life, just life. We're just people. And we bring it to God, and we say, Lord, will you speak to me? Will you help me? Will you encourage me? Will you give me peace? Give me answers. Lead me. Lead my life. That's what we pray this morning. That's what we want. And so, Happy New Year. Uh, 2019. Can you believe it? 2019. Uh, we were with our kids this past week, and we were talking about this coming year, 2019, and even looking forward a little bit into 2020, next year, uh, talking about a family gathering that's coming up then, and our daughter-in-law, Amy, commented, this is like a science fiction movie, 2020, 2019, right? And wow, wow, it is, it is. And God has chosen for us to live at such a time as this, hasn't he? With, with all of the technological, social, political, spiritual changes happening around us, uh, God has chosen for us to be here and now in this place. We are the, this generation of Jesus' church. It's us, folks. It's us. And so let's give this year to the Lord. Let's do that. Let's make this year count for Christ in our lives. Let's, let's make every moment of 2019 matter 
for eternity in our own lives and in, in serving and reaching and inviting those around us to know the Lord. That's a good New Year's resolution for us, isn't it? It is. And whether you make resolutions for the new year, um, I, I think we naturally think about change in our lives this time of year, don't we? Doing things differently that we believe are important for us, they're important for our lives. And maybe it's things like, I, I, I just want to do better at my job. I, I want to get in better shape. I, I want to be a better dad, a better mom, a better husband, a better father. I want to, I want to do better as an employee as a believer in Jesus in a pretty tough workplace. See, we, we think about things like that this time of the year. Well, we have a friend who makes resolutions about things that she doesn't like anyway. You know, resolutions that are easy to keep. And that's not a bad idea. Mine might be, I'm going to eat fewer olives this year. I, I don't like olives right? Or what about this one? This would be a good one for me, too. It's like, I'm going to jog less this year. Yeah, no problem with that one. Or how about this one? I am going to watch fewer romantic comedies in 2019. Yeah, all you men are like, you women are like, what? What's your problem? Right? Yeah. Yeah, resolutions that are easy for us to keep, but there are some resolutions worth making, aren't they? They really are. And you think about what helps us achieve something that's really worth doing, a resolution worth making, like improving our health, getting in better shape. What helps us make a resolution a reality when it's something that we want or need to do? Well. I, th I think all of us know this, right? It's, it's common sense to say that we, we would think of a list like this. Set a goal. Make a plan. Do it with others. And those are simple things and things that we all know. Set a goal. Make a plan. Do it with others. And think about the times that you've done that and how much it's helped you to achieve something that you have really wanted or needed to do. Set a goal, make a plan, do it with others. So some resolutions are pursuing. I, th I think especially some spiritual resolutions. You know, um, wanting to know the Lord more and become more like him in areas of our lives. To know him more, those spiritual resolutions. That, that's worth pursuing, isn't it? And so here's a resolution that I want to recommend to you for 2019. Here it is. Get into the Bible for yourself this year. Get into the Bible for yourself this year. I, I recommend this resolution to you because getting into the Bible for yourself will change your life. It's, it's the way that God works through his spirit in our lives, through his word, to make us more like Jesus in everyday life, in the rough and tumble of the six days outside of this place. That's how God works. Get into the Bible 
for yourself. I recommend that as a, a resolution. And I'm not talking about making the, the goal of reading through the Bible in a year, although that's a very good goal, and many of us do that. But I'm talking about listening to, reading, reflecting on, responding to, discussing a section of Scripture over time so that that Scripture gets into us as much as we get into it. It becomes part of us. God uses it in our lives to change us. That kind of time with God in his word makes us the people that God intends for us to be more and more. So I have a very simple aim and a prayer this morning. And that is that you will leave this service more convinced than ever of three things. First, that the Bible is God's own word to us. And that second, getting into the Bible for yourself will change your life. I want you to be convinced of that, to feel that, be convinced of it. And third, that you'll be convinced that you need to jump into our coming series on 1 John with both feet. More on that in a few minutes about the series coming up next week. But let's start by reading part of the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and beginning with verse 14. And will you stand with me as we read this passage of Scripture? Hear the word of the Lord. But as for you, Paul writes, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Thank you. You may be seated. 2 Timothy is the last letter that Paul wrote before he was executed by the Romans. And he knows that his end is near. He says that in this letter. It won't be long and he'll be gone. And he writes this letter to Timothy, a person that he views as his successor in his mission work. And so everything Paul says in this letter, in fact, everything Paul says in all of his letters, really rest on his belief that the Bible is God's own word to us. The Bible is God's own word to us. Do you believe that? Look what he says in verse 16. He writes, all scripture is God-breathed. God-breathed. And God-breathed is a translation of a, of a, a new word that Paul just kind of put together Theos pneustos. It's kind of a fun word to say. 
You try that three times. It's fun. Theopsnustos. God breathed. God breathed. The English Standard Version, the ESV, translates that passage. All scripture is breathed out by God. And see, the point is that God is the source of the Bible. You see, people didn't write inspired writings and we have that collected in God's word and we read it and we're inspired by that because they were believers like us back then. No, there's something different about the Bible that it claims from Genesis to Revelation and Paul capsulizes it here. Christians call this truth the inspiration of the scriptures and that's where we get this word, inspiration. God breathed. God is the source of the Bible. And did he use people? Yes, he did. And their personalities, their writing styles, their education, their time and place. Yes, he did. Some 40 different writers of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. But the Bible is one book. That's what Bible means. It just means book. It's one book with 66 parts. And there's a capital A author And that capital A author is God himself. God breathed out the scriptures. The Bible is God's own word to us. And don't miss that Paul is claiming here that the the written scripture is God's own word to us. The writings of the Bible. Another way to say this is the end product of what God inspired, the writings of the Bible are inspired by God. Their source is God himself. And many people today have doubts about that. They do. They can say, well, well, that's nice, but after all this time and all these generations, can we really be sure that we have what God originally inspired, what God originally intended for us to have, or even originally what people wrote down? Can we really be sure about that? Many people have doubts about that today, right? Yeah. And it's a good question to ask. Well, let me give you one proof. Just one proof. There are many, but here's one. Let's compare the writings of the New Testament with other historical writings for just a minute. So Plato's dialogues were written before Christ. You may have read these, high school, college. They were written before Christ. And we have seven, seven ancient manuscripts, seven of Plato's dialogues. Shakespeare's sonnets. Guys, remember, you might have pulled one of these out when you were watching a romantic comedy and wooing your future wife, right? Yeah, so Shakespeare's sonnets, these sonnets. There are 13 existing copies, 13 existing copies of a book of sonnets that was published during Shakespeare's lifetime, so we assume that that's what Shakespeare intended. 13 copies of that book. Let's get a little closer to home. The American Declaration of Independence. We have 26 copies that are known to exist today that were printed shortly after July 4, 1776. 26 copies. So seven ancient manuscripts of Plato's dialogues, 13 early books of Shakespeare's sonnets, 26 printed copies of our Declaration of Independence. And yet we are are sure 
that we have the original writing of these historical documents. So let's compare that to the New Testament. For the New Testament, we have 5,800, in fact, it's a little over that now, 5,800 ancient manuscripts of New Testament writings. 5,800, 5,800. And some of them as early as the first century when they were written. You see, there is so much evidence that we have in translation today what God originally inspired people to write for us. The Bible is God's own word to us. When you open your Bible, when you look at it on your phone, on version, blue letter Bible, whatever you might use, when you open your Bible, God is speaking to you. This book is like any, unlike any other book. It's unlike anything you'll see on the internet, anything you'll read, anything you'll hear, anything you'll watch. It's different. It is unique. It's one of a kind. God has spoken to us through his word. It's God's own word to us. But it's never enough to know that the Bible is God's word to us and just, yeah, I believe that. But God intends for us to experience his word, to know him through his word, to know what he is inviting us to do and to follow uh, through his word. And so Paul goes there in these verses. He tells us not only that the Bible is God's own word to us, but he tells us secondly that getting into the Bible will change your life. Getting into God's word will change your life. Look again at 2 Timothy verse 16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed, it's God's own word to us, and is what? It's useful. It's practical. It's profitable. It's beneficial to us. It helps us. It's useful for some different things, for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All Scripture is useful to us. That is, understanding and applying the Bible benefits our lives. It helps us. It changes us. How so? Well, Paul speaks to that, doesn't he? In verse 16, he says that through his word, God teaches us. He teaches us about himself and how we should respond to him. He rebukes us. God tells us the truth when we're not responding to him the way that he intends, when we're disobeying him. And he corrects our sins and faults. He trains us in living consistently in a way that honors him and blesses others. You know, one person has said, it's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that bother me. It's, it's the parts of the Bible that I do understand and I struggle with, right? It's, so the Bible does that. It teaches and rebukes and corrects and it trains us to live consistently for God in our everyday life. Yeah, it does that. Scripture is useful for us. But Paul has more to say about this in verse 17. He says, all Scripture is useful. And then he says, 
so that the servant of God, you and I, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. Completely prepared. Have everything we need for every good work. Where do you want to get better in your life this year? Is it in relationships? Is it in your work? In your walk with God? Where do you want to get better in your life this year? God, through his word, can fully prepare you, thoroughly equip you to do that. In what ways do you want to be more prepared to parent your kids? Uh, To be a good husband or wife, to live as a single, to be a, a Christian employee, to represent Jesus well in your family, in your extended family, in your neighborhood. God's word is living and powerful. It renews our minds, it guides our life, it cleanses the way we talk and relate and live. God can thoroughly equip us for every good work in our life through his word. Paul says it this way in his first letter to Timothy. He says, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value. So bodily exercise, yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. But godliness, living for God, becoming more like Jesus, has value for all things, he says. Holding promise both for the present life and the life that is to come. And so other books and devotionals and even commentaries can be good. But nothing replaces first-hand encounters with God in his word. Nothing replaces that. It's, it's like looking at a place that you want to go on the internet or travel magazines or, and then going there and you're like, yeah, this, the magazines, the internet, yeah, it kind of captured... But wow, to have a firsthand encounter with this place, it's amazing, isn't it? You see, God wants us to have these firsthand encounters with him in his word. And nothing replaces that. Nothing replaces it. God wants us to get into his word for ourselves. And that's why I want to encourage you thirdly to... uh, Make getting into the Bible for yourself your priority this year. Make it a priority this year. Look what Paul says at the end of our passage, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. He says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and kingdom, I give you this charge. So this is Paul pulling out the big guns. Do you see it here? It's like in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, in view of his appearing, Jesus coming, and his his kingdom, that he is going to be the judge of us all. Hey, pay attention to what I'm about to say. This is Paul pulling out the big guns. And after he does that, he gives Timothy a three-word command. Here it is. Verse 2. Preach the word. Be prepared in season, out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction in the word. See, what is, what is Paul saying here? He's, he's telling Timothy, he's telling church leaders, publicly proclaim. That's the word. 
publicly proclaim God's word. Not your own opinions, not your personalities, but publicly proclaim what God has said in his word. The sacred writings, the scripture, the word. Proclaim it. And so if that's what God has told us as your church leaders to do, then what's your responsibility in all this? What should you do? How should you respond? What priorities should the Bible have in your life? How should you listen to sermons on Sunday mornings? How should you mull over what you've heard taught on a Sunday morning from the Scripture during the rest of the week? How should you respond to that? How should you allow God to speak to you and lead your life through his word? If that's the, if that's the mantle, if that's the responsibility that God has given to us as church leaders, preach the word, teach, proclaim what God has said in his word, then I think all of us need to respond to that as well. So how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, that leads me to what I said before. I want to encourage you to jump in our First John series, which begins next week with both feet. With both feet. And here's some ways you can do that. I want to tell you about this and give you some very practical ways to engage in this study of the Word that we're going to be doing over the next few months. So next Sunday, we begin a message series on the New Testament letter of First John. It's an amazing letter. And uh, God will speak to each of us through that. We're calling the series Confidence in the Chaos. And as we get into the letter, you're going to see why that Dan titled the message series Confidence in the Chaos. Uh, this is an all-church, all-in look at First John. We want everyone to be involved in this. We're really excited about it. We've been champing at the bit to get to this place and say, hey guys, it's coming. Let's get through the holidays and, and into the new year, and here we are. So we, the series will run for 13 weeks, 13 weeks, so about three months, and we'll begin next Sunday, January 13th. And we put together three special opportunities. So kind of out of the norm of what we typically do, Three special opportunities for you to engage in this message series. And first, we want you to pick up one of these. It's a First John journal that we put together especially for this series. This is ours. This is Hopevale Church. Uh, we put this together for you for this series. And the journal will give you 13 weeks of looking at different passages in 1 John that Dan is going to preach through, and then having some time during the week to read that passage, reflect on it, respond to it, and then discuss it with some other people. So you can get one of these journals uh, right after the service as you walk out the doors. Some of you sneak out the back there. That's, that's into the back hallway. Uh, there'll be journals back there on the table, journals out here in the lobby. If you have any questions about that, there'll be a person, person there to answer some of your questions. So we encourage you to get a journal, one per person, please, um, but grab a journal this morning as you walk out. It's yours. It's free. Uh, it's to help you get into God's Word this, this new year. 
Well, all of our community groups will use the discuss section of the journal each week in place of our regular connections study guide. So you won't see connections for the next 13 weeks. It's all right in here in the journal uh, for you who are part of community groups. But then here's the second opportunity. If you're not yet part of a community group, uh, we want to give you an opportunity to connect with other people as you go through 1 John with a discussion group. And so we're calling these 1 John discussion groups, D groups. We have nine groups that are set up already. They'll meet all over the Saginaw Bay area. And we want to help you connect with one of those groups. And so if you're interested in that, you just want to get some questions answered today, uh, go to the, the old library, now called The Hub. It's going to be called The Hub. Um, you can go there right after the service. Shannon Rambler, our community groups director, will be there. She'll answer your questions, uh, get you connected with a D group if you'd like to do that, or just give you information to take and you can think about it for next week. So D groups, second opportunity. And by the way, you can use our Hopevale app. Some of you have that on your phones. Uh, to get a digital copy of the journal, it's online. And you can also connect with a D group through the Hopevale app. There's a place to do that right there. And so third, uh, we're offering a Sunday evening class, which is going to be, we're, we're calling the class Digging Deeper in Your Bible. We're going to use 1 John to, to help some of you learn to understand and apply the Bible. Maybe that's something newer to you to dig a little deeper in the Scripture. For some of you, it could be a refresher. This could be great, by the way, for community group leaders and getting into this series, the First John series. And so it's a Sunday evening class that will run for six weeks beginning next Sunday night. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, that's, that's another opportunity that you, can, that you can be part of. And so whether, whether you're new to the Bible or you're actively reading and studying the Bible, or you're feeling like, as Billy talked about this morning, feeling like you're stalled a bit in, how do, how do I get into Bible? I know I need to do that. I've, I've done that at one point. I've kind of stalled a little bit. This is a, a great way to get back into God's Word and let the Lord speak to you uh, through His Word. So get into the Bible for yourself this year. That's a, a resolution worth making. And we want to give you everything you need to achieve it. A plan, a goal, a plan, and an opportunity to do that with other people. So we're excited about this message series for all of us because we know that getting into the Bible for yourself changes our lives, doesn't it? As we spend time with God and His Word, He changes us. He gives us peace. He does that in our lives. And so I encourage you, go all in in this confidence series. Jump into this with both feet. Be here on Sundays uh, for Dan's messages on 1 John. Pick up and use a 1 John journal each week of the series. Discuss what God is teaching you either in your community group or with a D group. And if you can, if this works out for you, take the Digging Deeper class on 1 John. And God will bless you. Uh, he will change your life as you make it a priority this year to get into his word. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you that you have spoken to us 
and you have captured what you have said over time through 40 different writers, guided, carried along by the Holy Spirit to give us the Bible, to give us your word. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And we pray that you will help each of us to make it our priority in whatever way. Make it our priority this year to get into the Bible for ourselves. Lord, encourage us in that. It could be a point of, of opposition to your word and getting into it for ourselves. And I pray that you take away the opposition. Remove the barriers. Encourage us if we feel intimidated. Help us, Lord, nudge us, spur us on if we feel a little bored. Like this has been there, done that. So I pray that you'll help each of us to respond to you, to follow you, to make it our priority, to hear from you, to have firsthand encounters with you in your word this year. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. sermon like that reminds me of Proverbs 16, 9, that talks about how a man will make his plans, man or woman, will make their plans and uh, God guides their steps. And so um, there's this thing we do, I think, sometimes in the Christian faith where we sit and wait for God, which I think is good in some respects, but God's given us a good head on our shoulders, too, to get after the things that we need to get after. And I'm, I'm just listening to Pastor Ken and, um, you know, knowing some of the things that he was going to be saying today, I was just been really mindful of that scripture that how we can ourselves, we can get after those goals and make those plans as we've been encouraged today. And, um, but there's this thing that we do as, as we move forward and as we, as we, uh, move forward in that motion of making those plans, that there's a reliance on the things of the spirit of God. We have to rely on God's spirit that we can um, be guided by the things of God. We make our plans, but God and through his spirit, he guides our steps. So that's the goal, friends, that uh, we would keep moving along and keep doing our thing, but God would guide us along the way. So let's uh, stand and invite the spirit in to really seal that in our hearts and in our lives today as Allie leads us. Take us in, Melody. Living God, we only want to hear your voice.
Amen. Well, so good to be with you this morning. We look forward to seeing you next week as we begin our Confidence in the Chaos series. Pastor Dan will begin that series. And pick up a journal as you go out today. And may the word of the Lord dwell richly within all of us so that we glorify his name this week. Amen.